This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast. The only show on the Blaze where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You are about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show, and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud iTunes or Google Play Music, where a new show is released for free every Saturday at noon Eastern. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I am on Twitter at Freedom Disciple, Facebook at Freedom's Disciple, or Irish John, or you can send me a friend request, Jonathan.dun58. I love engaging with you, I love discussing things with you, and I love even when you tell me I'm wrong and we disagree, we have a, a good, honest back and forth. We don't always have to agree on things. We can agree to disagree. But I love interacting with you. I laid out the, the segment in the in the last segment that this ban is not a Muslim ban. But what I want to do is I want to take you to a place that not, I haven't heard a lot of people take this argument recently. And I want to bring it back into principle and I want to bring it into history. Uh, what I want you to do is... And this is, is going to be hard for you to do. But I want you to think like a big, you know, like Alex Jones would say, a big globalist. I want you to think like a collective. Because I'm going to start, ca- I'm going to use the collective's argument against the hate towards this um, executive order. So if you're a collectivist and you're a globalist, you know, you believe in the one world government, you believe in the UN in some way, shape or form, and you believe what they say is true, and, and you will be promoting their actions. Well, what is the one of the oldest norms uh, of international law? And when I say norms, just in case you're not familiar with it is, is in the world there's norms, norms and values. And the norm is just everyone just does this thing. We all accept that it didn't need to be written into law because where I'm bringing you back, I'm bringing you back to 1648. So that's just, I'm just giving you a bit of historical context. And it was just a norm. You had certain powers, you had certain rights and responsibilities. Well, one of the oldest norms and international laws that the collective believes in, that the collective will talk about, is state sovereignty. Because it's international law. So what are the def- just some definitions for you? So what is a sovereign state? Well, in, in based by international law, it's a non-physical judicial entry that is represented by one centralized government that has sovereignty over a geographical area. It defines you as having a population, a permanent population, a defined territory, one government, 
and the capacity to enter into relations with other sovereign states. It is also understood that a sovereign state is neither dependent nor subject to any other power of state. So where did this state sovereignty come from? State sovereignty in many ways is effectively the right to control your own borders and what happens inside them. Once you meet that criteria, permanent population, a defined territory, one government, and the capacity to enter into relations with other sovereign states. Well, I'm going to bring you back to the Treaty of Westphalia in 1648. And Westphalia's sovereignty is a concept of the nation state, and it's based on a territorial and the absence of a role for external agents. And basically what it is, is it's where all these states came together and they made organizations. And they had, they brought the, the Treaty of Westphalia together. And it was giving that respect to certain states. Now you've got to bear in mind in 1648, the sovereignty, just to be fully upfront and honest with you, sovereignty was a term that was misused because back then the powers that be would, um, how should we say this nicely? would find reasons to not say you were a sovereign state, that you wouldn't get that, you know, you didn't have the right reputation, you didn't have the right, you know, credibility in the area, so you weren't actually a sovereign state. But when it came into the 1900s, you'll, if you've read European history, you'll have Woodrow Wilson and the League of Nations, which then later became the UN. The UN has a draft Draft declarations on the rights and duties of the states. I'm going to read it from you because you might find it very interesting because I always love using what they talk about and what they promote against them. Article 1 of this draft declaration on rights and duties of states. I am getting to a point and I hope you'll bear with me. Every state has the right to independence and hence hereby to exercise freely without the dictation by any other state all its legal powers including the choice of its own government article 2 every state has the right to exercise judicial ju uh, jurisdiction over its territory and all persons and things therein subject to the immunities recognized by international law Article 3. Every state has the duty to refrain from intervention in the internal or external affairs of other states. You're starting to see a pattern here, folks. Then there's other one. I'm going to skip down because it, it, it goes into a lot of other stuff that are not relevant to this argument. And Article 12. Every state has the right of individual or collective self-defense against an armed attack. That is the UN's draft declaration on rights and duties of states. So it says, Article 1, you have a right to be independent and to exercise freely without the dictation of any other state. You have the right to jur jurisdiction over your territory. And Article 12, you have the right to self-defense against an armed attack. Is there anyone in this world who, well actually sorry I shouldn't say that because lawyers today will argue absolutely anything. 
you'd toss a coin in heads or tails and they'd call head and it'd be tail and they'd find a re reason to argue about it being unfair and unjust and immoral. But taking the average person, is there any person who you could say Article 12, to every state has the right of an individual or collective self-defense against an armed attack, who would look at what's happening in Europe and, and in America and over the rest of the world, because there's different events going on in Australia. They made more arrests than, I think it was two weeks ago in Belgium. There was no attacks um, done, but it, it stopped attacks, thank God. Is there anyone who would say, you know what, let's just take a pause, not a ban, a 120-day pause, just let's just go. Is there any logical, free-thinking person that would say, couldn't make the argument for Article 12 that that's what Donald Trump is doing? But I want to take it in another different direction. Because state sovereignty is the right to control your borders and the right to rule your, for your people or over your people. Um, international law respects both and the UN prefers option 2 rule over your people I want to take it in a different direction and I want to make this very personal to you I want to talk about me for a second and I want to use me as an example not because I, I don't want to talk about me I'm boring um, do, you, do you know anyone else who likes reading the, the Treaty of Westphalia from 1648 That what reads the UN even though it makes my mind boggle, I'm very boring. But let's just take me for a second. State sovereignty. America has a right to control its borders. America has a right to decide who comes and who goes. Unless you've been living, if this is your very first show, welcome. You know I've been waiting a very long time to get into America. It's been my lifelong dream. In fact, this is my 13th year. I've got my fingers crossed that, you know, unlucky 13 for some is my lucky number. It would actually make sense the way my life has gone. But that's a story for another day. That is my hope. Now, my views are, how should we say this nice to the political class, are not very popular to the political class on either side. You think the Democrats want someone like me in America? <laughs> Can you see Chucky Schumer? You know, John got refused access to America. The Statue of Liberty is crying. I'm sure he'd be the he'd be the one person he'd, he'd meet me and go, that guy should never be allowed into America. But that's the Democrats, right? What do they know? You think Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan want me in in America? You think the Republican Party wants me in America? <laughs> you know, maybe I should change my views and just shut up for a while. My mother's always telling me, you know, shut up if you want to get into America. Eventually someone will find out who you are and stop you. But state sovereignty. If America tomorrow, these, this American government, and let's not put a person on it because I'm not, I don't want to, oh, you're, ba you're trumping, Trump bashing again, John. No, I'm talking in principle. If the American government tomorrow, whether it's Republican or Democrat, said, you know what, people like John, we don't want him. You know, the founders, they were just a bunch of slaveholders. They were just a bunch of racist slave owners with wooden teeth. And, and we really don't want people who know about the founders, because we're ashamed of them. We don't want anyone that knows that. Does the American government have the right to ban me? Absolutely. Does the American government have the right to say to me, I don't want you in my country, not to visit, not to work, and not to live? 
sorry. You absolutely have that right. State sovereignty. Now, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie and say, well, if, if the American government did that to me, it would suck. It would really suck, especially if I couldn't visit. That would just absolutely suck. But you have that right as a government. How would I respond? Well, I wouldn't call for a march. I wouldn't attend any marches. I wouldn't want marches around the world. I would just say America has made its decision. It doesn't want people like me. And hope one day, you know, whether it is in two years, four years, six years, eight years, at some point your elections change, your people, your uh, your Congress and your president would change. And maybe then things might, they might be more friendly to people like me. You know, those people who love the founders, revere the founders. George Washington is a personal hero. Love the Constitution, speak about it all the time. But that's just me. That's I'm just one person. There's not a load of people like me. You know, it's not a ban. You know, that would only be banning one person than you, John. That wouldn't be banning a, a whole civilization. Okay, well, let's go one step further. Let's say the next administration gets into power, left or right, and says, do you know what? I really hate Irish people. All Irish people are a bunch of unsophisticated, stupid drunks. And we don't need people who are drunks over in America. We need less beer, not more beer. And I'm doing an order that says no more Irish people. Again, state sovereignty says you have a right to let people in or not let them in. That is your right. That is why you elect officials. You elect a president to do this. You also elect a House and a, and a Senate. You can dismiss people on any grounds you want. It might not be fair, but that is the right you have. You could say, I just don't like Irish people. Don't want any more of them. Never saw the fascination with Irish people. Again, would it suck? Absolutely. Would it be just? I could make an argument it's not. I don't want to, but I'm sure I could make an argument. I could make an argument for just about anything today. But let me go one step further. Let's say your government, the next government, this government, whatever government, said, you know what? The biggest threat we have as an economy is, is healthcare. And one of the biggest expenses we have in healthcare is obesity. We want no more overweight people, no more fat people in America. We have enough Americans who are fat, we don't need to import more fat people. Again, do you have that right? Absolutely. State sovereignty. You know, the UN says you have the right, Article 1, every state has the right to independence and hence to exercise freely without dictation by any other state all its legal powers, including the choice of its own form of government. That's not my words. That's not some you know, freedom-loving person's words. That is the United Nations. You have a right to self-determination and the right to state sovereignty to control your borders. That's just me. They're ones that would affect me. 
Do I think they'd be right or fair? Probably not. Do you have a right to do that? Absolutely. Because here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. The thing no one ever wants to say on people who share my views. Sometimes the results of freedom really suck. You know, we I see people who talk about freedom and they think it's this magic eight ball where it's all of a sudden, if you just follow this freedom path, everything works out great. It doesn't. Freedom sometimes sucks. But here's the thing. At least with freedom, you always have a fighting chance. Now, I just made up those examples about Irish people being drunks and fat people. Let's get more serious because I was just taking to make a point. That is the right to state sovereignty. Let's bring this all the way back to Donald Trump in the first segment. Do you have a right to have a ban or a 180 day, 120 day ban, sorry, not even 180 day, 120 day ban, the length of a football season to stop people coming into your country? Absolutely. With all the terrorist attacks in the world going on, in America, in Europe, in England, the rest of the world, is it acceptable to say for 120 days we just want to go? <sighs> in fact, you know, I could make the arguments, you know, if I wanted to be a Trump basher and go, do you know what? Maybe, do you know what? Maybe you should have done, Donald, is 120 day ban on everyone. Everyone. English person, Irish person, French person, Muslim, Christian, everyone. And what we want to do is we want to find our vetting system. And make sure it's right. Because here's the one thing I will say. And I'd ask you to think about this. And this is not a slam. I know people who listen to me and don't like me. Because I don't like Trump. You will say, Every word I say. It's like, it's like a confrontation with them. I think one thing America needs to do. Is to not just look at a country. You know the, the countries that we mentioned. Iran, Iraq, Syria. And expect the terrorists to come from there. You look at. What's happening in Europe right now with open borders? A terrorist could come over and, and do some major damage from France, from England, from Italy, from Spain, from Portugal, from Germany, from Sweden. Terrorism is not just a, a little geographical area in the Middle East anymore. It's a worldwide problem. You look at some of the, the Muslims, the Islamists, to be used the right term, in England. They're horrific. They're horrible. And I said Islamists, not Muslims. I wish every Muslim was like my blaze colleague Zudi Jasser, a stand-up great guy. But you see them, and they're just—they don't care. There's no respect. They want Sharia. They make no bones about it. They make people wear burqas. It's, it's horrific. In fact, you know, maybe a 120-day ban or a 180-day ban or even a year ban on everyone. Just say, no more. Whether you want to make it on the grounds of terrorism, whether you want to make it on the grounds of economics, whether you want to make it on the grounds of, you know what, we just want to stop everyone coming in because what we want to do is we want no more immigration. We have too much. What we're going to do is this. And here, here, how about this for a plan? We're going to stop all immigration into America. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be a beautiful wall. It's going to be a beautiful wall. Big wall. Giant wall. Ten foot tall. Whatever it is. 
and then we're going to deal with illegal immigration. And then when we've got those two things done, the wall is built, and we've decided whether it's a full amnesty or part amnesty or deportations of everyone, then and only then will we take new people in. And that might take 10 years. Again, for me, do I want to wait 10 more years to get into America? No. But America has that right. Because here is the fundamental thing. I spoke about this last week. You are not entitled to some man's labor. Whether you want to make this from a, a Christian and a Ten Commandments point of view, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's goods. Whether you want to make it a moral reason where I own something and I'm entitled to it and it's mine and you have no right to it. Whether that's my money, my property, my possessions. I am not entitled to be an American. I am not entitled to be an American citizen. There is nothing in my body, there is no argument that I can make, legally or morally or any other way, that says I have a right to be an American. I have none. Now, if you want, if I was like the left and, you know, as a victim and I came up with phony arguments, I could say, do you know what, you owe me America. Do you know how much work I've volunteered to help your country? How many, how many man hours I've done on this podcast? on my writings, on my speeches. I've gone over to your country at my expense to give speeches about your history. You owe me, America. Each and every one American owes me. No, you don't owe me a damn thing. I did that out of my own free choice. I did that as my service. And I will be doing it again and again and again, even if I never get over there. I am not entitled to any special treatment because of what I've done. I am entitled to nothing. This is the thing people seem to f struggle to get their head around. Would I love to be an American more than you? I, more than I can put into words. I would love to be an American. To my Irish friends over there, I said American, not Irish American. I would love to be an American citizen. I would love to have an American passport. I would love, at some point in my life, to be able to say, the history I talk about, I'm now an American. This is my history. Follow the way of America. I would love to be able to have some say and say, that's my history as an American citizen. And to take that pride in it. I would love to be able to do that. But I can't. And who knows, I might never be able to have that honor, that duty, that responsibility. But I will still say it's your history and share it with everyone. I'm entitled to absolutely nothing. I was born in Ireland. That's my burden of life, if you want to call it a burden. Now, does some people's situation suck overseas? Absolutely. I could make a very good argument why my situation sucks in Ireland. The economy, lack of opportunity, money, I could make a long list. I could sure there are many people who would listen in Cuba, would say the same thing in Venezuela, in Russia, in Iran, in the Middle East, in Yemen, in Somalia. I'm sure all these people can make their own argument. The bottom line is they are, like me, not entitled to anything. If you are lucky enough to get in, whether it's through a refugee, whether it's through asylum, whether it's through the green card lottery, whether it's through, um, you know, 
uh, getting a job and doing things legally that way, then it's your honor and it's your you've been lucky. You are very fortunate to get into America. America is not to be taken for granted. America is a blessing each and every time you get into it. But just because you've got in there or you've done certain things does not make you entitled. I'm not and no one else is. That is the bottom line. That is the truth. That is the principle behind it. i got to take another quick break, America. Don't go anywhere. Because when I come back, I'm going to change gears slightly. I want to share an economic story with you that I promised you for last week, but we ran out of time because we had to address Bernie Sanders. Don't go anywhere, America. I'll be right back. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> 